Well, hello, everyone. It's filling fast. Thank you very much, everyone, for being on board. I'm going to get right on to it while we continue to fill. Big show ahead. So much to discuss. Water is a new gold, of course, and uh, it really is a, a new asset class, as my fellow strategist Ken Berenger likes to put it. And as an asset class, we need to think about what assets will be durable in the coming times. And there's going to be much more about that specifically in this show. And you get to make up your own mind as to what you think. Of course, uh, safe, safe Harbor Statement, uh, just uh, disclaiming our statements as being really the best that we know at the time. Uh, not perfect, but we think we're pretty good at doing what we say. You get to vote on that with your support, right? All right. So today I was discussing this interesting development. Aaron Brockovich. Oh my God. I can't believe what's going on in Huntington Beach. You see a picture here of the power plant down there. And they want to build in the space, I guess, to the right of it, a $1 billion desalination plant. Problem with that is that it's not exactly a ecological solution. Current desalination is pretty gnarly. And so what I, this was sent to me by my friend Pi In, and I made a little comment <laughs> that desalination tech was badly obsolete. And wow, things went really moved ahead very, very fast over the last few hours. This is the article in, in the LA Times. And you heard about when he's, he uh, ate at the French Laundry without masks and so forth. Well, it was the birthday party of his good friend who is the major lobbyist on this. And it's not a pretty picture. So what happened? Well, um, it turns out that Pi is an advisor to the you see Irvine Innovation Center. And here is here I am speaking at the Innovation Center. It's got a slightly different name now, but that's back in 2017. And so I know some people there and we may have something interesting going on with working with UCI on basically here's how it is. We think that desalination can be dramatically improved. The technology is out there. And if you just wanted me, to, I can share you with you right now some of the things that are out there. For example, there's this cool technology for turning salt water into fresh water using electrolysis. Look familiar? Yeah, this is a lot like what we've got. So there's that technology. And, um, and then there's another one with carbon nanotubes, which are literally an atom thick, one atom thick carbon rolled into cylinders. And that is very interesting because it could be as much as 20 times more efficient in terms of uh, water permeability means letting water through, then the basically this reverse osmosis is a lot like you know pushing water through a rock. It's unbelievably energy intensive. They've worked a lot to make it less so, but still this would be a dramatic improvement. Now, let me just show you something. If we scroll up here, this article, 2011, right? And if we look back and the wires turn salt water, 2012. So the, this is, these are old articles. So it seems to me that, that um, we could be doing more to bring this technology to play. Why are we still dealing 10 years later with reverse osmosis when there's this new stuff, new technology, which could be vastly better. And the other thing that I pointed out in a conversation that I had this afternoon uh, with Pi was that we have, let's look, take a look, for example, at nuclear technology. The idea of giant nuclear plants has gone away. 
Instead, you have these small, what's called pebble reactors. And they're, they're not huge. They're the size of, I don't know, of a, of a living room. And so you can have a lot of them and they're very, very safe. Well, how about a similar concept for desal as opposed to giant billion dollar things with huge water intakes that suck up all the microscopic land, you know, water life and so forth. Why not just have a lot of smaller units that are very, very efficient, inexpensive energy wise, and can be put in Africa everywhere. That's a different kind of attitude. And this is, you know, again, decentralization, moving away from these giant central systems that government loves. Now, why does government love giant central systems? Because they are built by organizations, corporations that can afford to pay lobbyists millions to sway the politicians and essentially buy votes, right? Well, there's a better approach. And now we got the people of Huntington Beach are extremely up in arms. And um, we may be able to you know, work with these uh, people. I'm not going to say Aaron Brockovich because I don't have access to her, but the people who are in Huntington Beach who are very active trying to change what Governor Newsom's doing and at the same time advance some new technology. So very interesting. Stay tuned. Today's news, Alfredo Guato and Origin Clear Finance. Well, our good friend, Alfredo Guato, we've gotten to know him really, really well. He is a, an Argentinian developer. He's been developing in the United States a very nice development and it's a couple million dollars worth. Uh, that's what is claimed. Remember that this is all subject to closing and it is something that we have agreed with him and he's fully committed, but we have to make sure that everything is completely tied down. But he is actually going to um, be with us next week to discuss if this live and why did he do this? Why would developer of a very nice set of lots in Port St. Lucie, which is a very, very nice area. Why would he go with um, a water fund? And the answer I think is very simple. Let, let me just say this before I go on with the announcement. It used to be that you could make your, your career in real estate and nothing else. And your whole portfolio was real estate and everything was fine. <laughs> then came 2020. And now real estate is a risk commodity. It's a risk asset. Now, a lot so people are, people are doing well. You got three categories in real estate right now. You got the people doing really well. You got the people who are kind of like uh, doing so-so, but they kind of just can't get their liquidity. They can't get their money. It's just a little bit marginal. And then the people who are real trouble, you know, shopping malls, uh, commercial buildings, uh, office buildings, and so forth. So you know, the there's a, there's a spectrum now. Real estate investors we're finding are really interested in diversifying out. You know, we know now because it's happening right in front of our eyes. It's right in front of our eyes that these properties are coming our way and going into this this Origin Clear Finance. We'll be building it over the next few weeks. We'll be moving very very quickly. It's super exciting. So that's what's going on with that. And remember, next week, we'll get to talk to him and ask him what he, what were you thinking, Alfredo, when you decided this? All right. And of course, Artie Marin, the CEO of Philanthropy Investors, who's making all this happen, will be there and he will be uh, extremely helpful to discuss this as well. Okay. Now, which brings us to what I call layering. What we've been working on for all these years is layering our capabilities. And here is how it looks. We, we've built engineered solutions, the ability to build anything, anything from a $50,000 system all the way to a $2 million system for um, Excel Energy, a major utility, et cetera. 
We added in 2018 modular water systems, which is this prefab technology. Now we're adding water as a service with the financing. And finally, this idea of, of a water coin. Now, what am I talking about when I say this? Uh, it isn't just because all of a sudden crypto is hot and so forth. But remember that back in 2018, I was serious about this, but we, we ran into nuclear winter, I was going to say, crypto winter, and uh, we just had to shelve it. And it's a good thing because we had a problem with the 2018 vision, and I'll talk about it here. Let me just tell you uh, what, what we're talking about here. First of all, we know that there's problems with water and that water demand will ex exceed supply by 2040 by, I believe, about 50%. And one third of all people in the world don't get safe clean, uh, drinking water. That is a scandal. Now, there's, there's technology. Like I, I was just talking about the desalination technology. It's out there. Why is there still a problem? Well, at the central, you know, centralized water systems are falling apart. Uh, the federal government's only paying 9% of the bill that cities and counties have to pick up the rest of for this, the central water plants. And the, the money's just not there. In places like India, it just doesn't even exist. Now, as I told you in recent shows, water rates are rising much faster than inflation. It's good for investors. It's good for us because we believe we're going into major inflation. But I was astonished to find the other day that there's, there's companies that send out water trucks with clean water to, for various business uses in America. I thought it was only happening in the developing world. Well, it's happening all everywhere. So this is a really interesting problem, which is infrastructure falling apart. Now, what's happening is that industry, agriculture, and commerce are picking up the slack, but of course, it's not what they do and they don't have the capital. So we are, the entire water industry is moving towards this outsourcing tendency, this trend. And um, we have a company that pioneered that in our release today called Aqua Ventures. And they got sold to Culligan for over a billion dollars cash because they pioneered exactly this. You know, when you uh, do a website, you don't have your own server. You're the server is sitting in a farm at your internet service provider. And it's the same thing here. You outsource it, you pay. You could pay by the month, but typically it's good to pay by the usage. That is what works really, really well. And you just pay what's on the meter. It's what people are accustomed to. So now we're busy raising capital and it's going well, as you saw, we're, we've got a big milestone today. And what's great about these, these services, these managed services, is that when you are taking care of everything for a client, you're doing all of their maintenance, everything, you're gonna be with them for many, many years. It's just how it is. So we're making capital a non-issue and also, they don't have to worry about managing these systems. It's a very powerful model. Okay, so as a result, we are building this Origin Clear Finance. So Origin Clear Finance is our use case. We decided we really, you know, we've talked a lot about, mar you know, um, creating a marketplace and so forth, but that's extremely complicated. What we decided to do was we would be our own water treatment company, which we are, and our own funder. So we control both sides of the game, and therefore we could make uh, have high control in what we deliver to the customers. So this is what we're using to develop all of the network systems and services. Now, on top of this, we're now looking at this coin. Now, the problem back in 2018 
was that we were like, oh my gosh, how are we going to get proof of water? How are we, how are we going to, you know, are we going to be sending people to wells all over the world? And, you know, it's, it, it, and of course, you know, there's going to be hackers um, from, you know, places like Russia and so forth that are just going to take advantage of this. So how do you do it? Well, it's very simple. Now that we have managed services and these things are happening, Remember that AquaVentures, that, that deal was done back in April, is very, very new, uh, that it's proven. Now that we have managed services, we can say, hey, guess what? The water coin only represents contracts where water is being paid for by the gallon, metric ton, whatever, right? And so now it's very simple. The coin is simply a way to monetize managed service contracts, and it's very easy pay distributions. Now, I just want to tell you that all the details here, there's a lot of legal stuff to be worked out. And uh, this may be, there's a lot of things that we need to think about as we move forward. So don't, don't take any of this thing for granted. We don't even know distributions we paid, who knows. But here's what it, what's important is we believe that this water coin should represent actual production of clean water. Rick Garcia says, uh, Ricardo, my man, I really like this idea of the water coin. And you're absolutely right. It's amazing to me that we don't have a water coin, isn't it? I mean, oh my gosh. Now, there are people doing crypto and blockchain and water, but they're more focusing on things like water rights and so forth, which is great. I'm, I think it's wonderful. But we're talking here about desalination, reclamation, and recycling, all the treatment of water. That is a huge business. I mean, that's, that's the trillion dollar industry that we've been talking about that really should be a $5 trillion industry because it only treats 20% of the world's water, right? Well, how do we get from one to five? Well, we have to set up systems that are very robust. Now, what we have here is, uh, I'm going to talk about how we do that. But the key here is to not have what's called widgets, right? If, if a company sells a piece of, um, equipment to someone and never tracks its performance, we're not going to, that's not a coin, not going to happen. Sorry. It's only where the, it represents performance contracts that have, you know, reading, metering on a network operations center, a knock. That's the way to go. And I, you know, you, some people have been calling it the uh, internet of water, right? Is, is one, is one statement. Also, you might you call it the bank of water as another way to put it. Well, regardless, this is an opportunity here to build something robust. Now, I want to talk to you a little bit about how this works. Bitcoin, the thing you've been hearing about is not very useful because it does not have what's called smart contracts. Uh, Ethereum years ago pioneered something called smart contracts. That's where the coin itself, you can embed instructions. So you go, when... Uh, a certain amount of water is, is treated, pay the licensor his royalty, pay the supplier of the equipment, pay this, pay that. Uh, all these instructions are built in, which is going to dramatically simplify the managed services, which are typically very complex. Well, if it's all built into the coin, now you just trigger it and there'll be different templates for different situations, maybe ones for desalination, ones for uh, wastewater treatment, et cetera, ones for uh, conveying, you know, um, making water travel from one place to another. Another use for this is cleaning up aquifers, meaning groundwater. If, as long as it's being done 
pay, somebody's paying for it on the meter, then we can capture it in a smart contract. And we end up with this decentralized finance contract. So mining pure water is a good way to put it. But basically, the, the water coin represents produced pure water. So clean water, desalination, wastewater treatment, groundwater cleanup, etc. And here's what's cool. Charitable organizations have a big problem. They raise a bunch of money and then they send this thing out to Chad or Central Africa or whatever. And now what's, what are they going to do? How do they track it? Well, if you, they put in place this a template with this coin, perhaps eventually, but for now they can do it with just a regular um, managed services contract. So as I'm saying, the water coin is not necessary to do it. It's just how I believe it scales up very, very well. So now they can put out this managed service contract. There's a meter, it's internet, blah, blah, blah. And it's all managed through the coin process. I wanna make it clear that we're still building the finance capability. We're still planning the coin, no assurances that it will happen, but it's moving very quickly. So if anybody wants to drop in a chat and ask any questions, um, I'll be happy to answer them. And Rick says, wow, this is a game changer. Thank you, sir. Why, so while you're thinking of questions, I'm going to uh, zoom out a bit and talk a little bit about the overall market. And there's a man named Harry Dent, who he doesn't have very kind things to say about the current market. He thinks it's going to go to hell in a handbasket. Here's of the video I'm going to play a brief um, excerpt from. And that is, is a giant correction coming? Blah, blah, blah. Okay, great. Sure, there's going to be disruption and, and everybody should be ready for that. Do not believe that this market is going to keep going up. It is what it is. But let's take a look at what he says. I think it's important. I'm going to unshare and reshare so we can get some bandwidth on this. And I'm just going to play a very brief uh, excerpt that I think says a lot to us about the marketplace, et cetera. So this is about uh, minute 1426 of this video. And uh, I think you'll understand what I'm getting at because he's saying, look, when things crash, what's going to replace it? And I think this is where this goes. Take a look. So that's the same thing going on here. Blockchain can restructure monetary systems with a potential Bitcoin gold-like standard at some point when Bitcoin gets high enough and stable enough where you could have a bottoms-up system that grows totally by transactions of, of, of consumers and businesses and governments and is no longer top-down micromanaged by central banks and politicians who always overstimulate, always push down their currencies to cheat for exports. All governments do is manipulate in the wrong way. Okay, so um, you can go ahead and watch the rest. Just uh, look up Harry Dent stock market, 40% crash, and you'll be able to see the video. And, you know, it's a very sensationalist headline, but please, I've got, all, <laughs> I'm in the market. I've got all kinds of stops set. It's like, oh my gosh, this is not a good time to be completely overconfident. Vince Dominus is a very smart man, but he's been saying this for years and years. And that's absolutely true, Vince. And he explains here, he says, look, it should have happened in 2008. And if it had happened then, it would have been cured much easier. But unfortunately, we got into this huge, you know, bringing up wheelbarrows of cash, which the market has absorbed again and again and again. And for the last couple of years, we've had only 1.9% growth, real growth in the economy. But that has been, you know, sort of masked by the, all this wheelbarrows of money. The point he's making is, I'm right. But you know um, what's happening is that governments are staving off 
the day of, you know, it's kind of like you keep, you keep borrowing from your rich uncle, but then one day he wants the money back, you know, like, oops. So that's, that's the, uh, the concern here. And look, that whether or not there's a stock crash, look, we have an, we, he, he says that the, um, the baby boomers back, you know, in, the mid, in, the, in 2005, whatever, stopped, you know, they, they started retiring and stopped spending. And, and now it's going to take a while for the millennials to kick in. So like 2025 onward is going to be great. There's going to be a, a period of unsettlement, right? Now, the key is, is for you not to freak out. And I'm going to show you what I mean by that, because uh, I would not be showing this to you if it did not have some kind of idea what to do, right? And uh, Ken and I have discussed this at length, and Ken is very sharp with this, and he'll be, he'll be happy to discuss it further with you. Our plan is to build this new asset class of water. So while all this craziness is happening, we're not an overvalued asset. Water hasn't even begun. It's not in a bubble at all. This is what's great about it, right? It's an emerging asset. This is why Ken has people lined up from the real estate industry who want to come in here. Our job, of course, is to make sure we don't get dogs, but we can do that. All right. So then we're building Origin Clear Finance into a use case for wider adoption of what we call managed services, which is this you know, outsourced water treatment. During these times, water is an essential commodity. It will grow, I believe, that because we don't, it's not overhyped. My gosh, you know, have you heard about water being at all-time highs? No. What is been rising is water rates. Quietly, water rates have been rising faster than the rate of inflation. And as a result, is unaffordable in many cities. And it is what it is. That frankly helps. Okay, so water is counterinflation. So I leave that with you with that. I, I don't want to overdo, overdo the case. And um, I'm going to move into the participating in our future part. And really, Ken and I have talked about this at great length. And I want you to feel that you can discuss this with him, have a great strategic discussion with, with him. He is extremely smart. So just book a call, oc.gold slash Ken. Do it fast. His days are full. Oh my gosh, I end up talking to him 10 p.m. He and I were on the phone to a crypto attorney in Dubai at 11 last night. That was, given our schedule, that was not fun, but time zone bingo, as, as the attorney put it. Okay, so next week we will interview uh, Alfredo Guato. It's gonna be a lot of fun. What, what was he thinking? Why is he putting, you know, he and his partners, because he's not alone, decided to make this move. That's so cool. I'm so excited about this degree of really people saying, I believe, and then walk, you know, walk the walk as well as talk the talk. So we're in a very different place than we were a couple of years ago. And I have to say that, you know, I, I say it again and again, that the pandemic was a wake up call for us because of course you had to adapt or die. And I believe we've done a great job of that. Chris Worth here, talked with Tom M this morning. All right, wow, this is super cool. I'm not gonna get into specifics because he's actually talking about becoming a distributor and he believes that he can work on stateside markets with European Union XM bank financing, which is export-import uh, export bank financing. So um, 
Thank you, Chris. As I say, I won't be giving your email and phone number on the air here, but um, I'm, I, I love that you're doing this. And um, Kevin just popped in the phone numbers to call. You can always talk to Devin if Ken's not available because, and, and Devin in turn can get to me. And remember, when you see that newsletter from me and you hit reply, it goes into my inbox and I'd love to hear from you. So with that, I wanted to thank you for a wonderful little discussion. I love it. And I love how many people have hung around all this time. It means a lot to me. All right, guys, thank you very much. Have a good weekend and let's see you next week. Thank you.